Welcome to the Fulfilled After 50 podcast. I am your host, Alice Edgerton, and on this podcast, we are the filling station for creating a life you desire and deserve and being fulfilled to be the best you can be in this season of life. We talk about daily inspiration, encouragement, uplifting for you each and every week. are live. So welcome everybody. If you are listening to the podcast, we are on episode 70. Super excited about it. And this topic today is about our purpose and our calling. And I feel like every season of life, no matter what age you are, we all have a purpose and calling at that particular time. And I'm so excited to have you on, Carla. This is Carla Grubb, and I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell them a little bit about you, and then just go into, you know, what led you into that purpose and calling, because I know there was one statement that really stood out to me when we had a conversation, and that one was, I thought my purpose was different than what it actually became. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's so true. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here and to get to know your audience a little bit. And I'm so thrilled that you and I got to meet and talk. Uh, I think it was last week. Was it last week? I don't yeah. You know, when we're in shutdown, all these weeks start to just blend together. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is half the time. Wednesday, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm, like you said, Carla Grubb, and I uh, I currently just launched a business called Weight Release, which is helping women with losing weight without dieting. And I'll talk more about that a little later. But for the last, let's see. The last 10 years, I've owned a business in education, product development, in standardized testing. And before that, and even some of the time I was doing this business, that business as well, I worked in full-time ministry for a number of years. And that's actually what I thought I was going to be doing for my whole life. I became a Christian when I was in college and uh, really just had a major life change and fell in love with God and the Bible and really wanted to give my life to that completely. And I had some great examples of people in front of me that were working in the ministry. So my whole goal in life was I want to be in the full-time ministry. I want to work for a church and I want to spend my life doing that. And so when I graduated from graduate school, I did get hired into the ministry and I worked in full-time ministry for six years. And during that time, I also met my husband, who was also single and working in the ministry. And I thought, oh, this is great. We're going to get married. We're going to lead churches together. Like, this is going to be our lifelong thing. But it didn't turn out to be that plan at all. And that was a big shock to me. So after uh, a couple years of marriage, and I was pregnant with our first baby, our church went through a really big shakeup, and we lost our jobs. And it was, it was in such a dramatic fashion that we felt like we will never do the ministry again. Um, so we both started working in the secular world. I became a mother. He worked in sales and corporate training. Um, I really wanted to be home with my kids. That was something that was really important to me. 
So it was difficult for me because in my mind, if I was doing the ministry, like the picture, the life I had pictured was I'm going to work with my husband leading a church and I'll be available to my children. Um, and then when it turned out that I had to go get a job when my daughter was one and a half, I just was like, what is this? It just wasn't what I expected in life. So, um, but I did end up working and then that led me to being able to start my own business in testing and education, which got me back home with my kids, which is what I really wanted. So I did that for 10 years. And then after 10 years out of the ministry, my husband was like, I feel like I want to go back in the ministry. And I thought, no, you're crazy. Like my husband, I was like, I'm good. I have my whole life set. I'm happy. You know, everything is, is just as I want it to be. And going back in the ministry is going to be moving to a different city and finding a new job and like for him. And, but I prayed about it and God made it very clear. Like, this is going to be a good thing. Just at least be open to the possibility. So I said, okay, I'll be open to the possibility. And within a week we had an interview and then two months later we were hired and a month later we were moving. So That's um, amazing. it was, it was, it was well, a wild ride. Yeah, so to pause at that one statement that, you know, you had a little resistance in you, right? And I feel like, you know, when God places something on our heart, like it keeps festering, right? Like you can't suppress it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like we don't sometimes understand why or or what it is and so we pull back and we try to resist but it keeps bubbling up right yes yes that is so true and honestly that's what happened with my husband because he had been talking about wanting to go back in the ministry for several years before that point he would bring it up and i would say well i don't know we'll see which really in my mind was no way (laughs) and then he'd bring it up a few months later and i'd be like maybe one day, maybe one day. And I got away with that for a few years. And then finally, <laughs> that last time he said, he, he said, I really feel like I want to go back to the ministry. And I said, well, maybe one day. And he said, at some point, you're going to have to stop saying that and give me an answer. And I was like, oh, he's serious now. Like, <laughs> I have to actually ask God what God thinks instead of me like, no, you know, maybe, maybe. Yeah. And you're right. I do think, Alice, it's true. Like sometimes you have those little tugs on your heart, right? And the truth is, the truth is I had unfinished business in the ministry and I was hiding from it for all those years. And I needed to go back. God knew that, that we needed to go back so that we could work through some things that just had never really been worked through. And he used that time to expose some things inside of me that I really needed healing in that I just was avoiding. Yeah. So it turned out to be a really good thing. We actually did not stay in the ministry. We, we worked it for another two years and then we came out again. So yeah. it was like, my life has just been like, am I doing this? Am I doing that? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? And yet all of it like works together in this beautiful plan. Right. right. So you have to like trust that journey as well. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is such a journey, such a journey. So when we came out of the ministry again, we spent some time and really did some deeper healing. And because of that road and that journey, that's why I'm able to be where I am now today. 
Um, we needed to work on things in our marriage. I had to work on things personally that I needed to change. And so during that time, I, I was still working this education business on the side, part-time from home. I worked part-time. Thankfully, yeah. it was a very successful business. So the money was not part-time money, which was great. Um, but it, it, even having that business enabled us to be able to um, work through things emotionally because we had the freedom to be able to do that, which was great. Um, so that was your like teaching business is yeah. your it's like, um, standardized testing. We work on you know, the tests that kids take in the schools. We work on those. Um, so, but that brings me to this year, which is really what I want to share about. That was the best. Yeah. When you talked about that statement I made, you know, that's really what this year has been about because sometimes you don't know, like you didn't realize what, what God really planned for you. And this year I spent some time at the beginning of the year trying to figure out at 47 years old, I'm almost to your group, not quite, you can make me an honorary member for today. <laughs> at 47 years old, I'm like, what do I want to be when I grow up? That's kind of how I felt. Like my children are now getting older. My oldest is uh, only has one year in school left and then she'll be, you know, going off to do whatever she does. Um, my younger daughter is entering her teenage years. And so I'm, I'm a lot, I have more free time than I did when they were little. And uh, at the same time, my education business was starting to really slow down a lot. And I thought, you know, I don't, I don't feel like the amount of work that I need to put into it, I'm willing to do that work. And I still believe in what I'm doing. And one of the reasons I love that business is that I provide at home work for a lot of other people, which is really important to me. Right. But I just felt like my heart isn't like 20 years from now, this is going to be, I'm, this was going to be like my life's work kind of thing. And I started having thoughts of what, what do I really want my life's work to be? And this was a really big shift, Alice, from the way I used to live was, well, I don't know, God, what do you want me to do? Right? Like, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want? What do you want? And what I've seen over the last few years is that, God can work that way, but he puts desires on our heart for a reason. And each of us, we're all unique individuals, right? And we all have our own different talents and our different giftings and different experiences in life. And so then when we, when we stop and think about, well, what do I want? God works through that because he's like, yeah, I made you, Carla, to be this way. Because the things that I want are not going to be the same as what Alice wants or what somebody else wants. Right. And then if I'm, if I'm in line with what my desires are, then what does scripture say? God's going to give us the desires of our heart, right? Right. So I had to really take, and then I take responsibility instead of like, well, whatever God wants. Oh, well, God told me to do it. So if it doesn't work out, it's not my fault. It's his fault. <laughs> he told me to. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing the little things we can do inside of our minds. That's on God. What was that tug then that you were feeling, Carla? Like so now, you know, you're in a different place and 
you're doing testing online and then now you're feeling this tug. So what is this, like, how did that come about? And so this, is, this is how it came about. And I, I actually highly recommend this exercise um, for any woman that's thinking about like, what's my next step or what do I really want to be doing with my life? Um, the way it came about was I was um, working with a coach in January and February and kind of like a mindset coach. And he asked me, what do you want? And I didn't know. I literally couldn't tell him. I was like, I, I, I don't know what I want. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't believe that it was only six months ago that I was literally like, I don't know what I want. And he said, okay, so do this. And I highly recommend this exercise. Okay. Um, he said, write down what you don't want in your life and like your biggest fears, things you wouldn't want to have happen. And also write down your biggest areas of frustration right now, things that really bother you and really get to you and are, and are a source of a source of frustration for you at the moment. So write all those down. And then on the opposite, write down the, the, on the other side of the page, write down the opposite of those things. So like, if I'm frustrated with the fact that my business isn't making money right now, okay, the opposite is my business is thriving and bringing in lots of income. So it's just one example. If your frustration is, um, my husband doesn't listen to me, that wasn't on my list. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just to keep him out in the clear. <laughs> but it used to be back in the day. Um, but my husband doesn't listen to me. The opposite would be, I have a great relationship with a loving husband who cares about my needs, right? So then you get a picture of what you actually do want. And then you can start to think, okay, this is what I want. Also, he, he asked me to think about like, when you consider your life in five years or three years, what would you like to be doing? And that freed me up to really find the tug in my heart. Oh my goodness. The lawnmower guy is here and he's mowing outside. That's you okay. are on a little late, but if you had been in here five minutes before we went on, I was going to do this on the front yeah. porch. Remember, yeah. Alice? I was sitting on the front porch right now. <laughs> See, God has his hand in everything, Carla. God yes. says, no, Carla, you cannot go outside today. <laughs> you all might still hear it as he goes by, but it's okay. Um, so I did these exercises and what I realized is what I really want to do in life and what I have been dreaming about for 20 years. Yeah. Almost 20 years is to help other women with losing weight. It has been a struggle of my life. It's something I'm passionate about. I really care about. My heart goes out to women about it. I know a lot about it and that's what I really want to be doing. But at that time in January, I felt like, okay, or February, now I know what I want. Um, and I'm going to work toward that. And I was thinking like in a year or two, I'll do that. Once I've lost all my weight myself, then I will turn around and teach other people how to do it. And I was in that mindset for mm, uh, maybe, I don't know, two months, three months. And I don't remember how it happened, but you know how God just, he, he helps you with things. Yeah. And one day I realized, you know what? I would teach women 
and I'm teaching myself in this journey that women who struggle with their weight, what we do is we wait until we've lost the weight to do stuff, right? Once I lose the weight, I'll get the perfect boyfriend or once I lose weight, then my husband will be nice to me. Once I lose weight, I'll wear the dress that I love or the swimsuit that I want. Once I lose weight, you just fill in the blank, right? It's everything like this dream life one day. And I realized I was doing that. Once I lose weight, then I'll talk to other women about it. And I realized the only thing that I was waiting for was fear, like fear of judgment, fear that people wouldn't want to listen to me, fear of putting myself out there and looking bad. And once I realized that, I was like, oh, no, no, I have to do it now. (laughs) Yeah, so like you were feeling like that imposter syndrome, like you yeah you weren't completely in it so you felt like you weren't going to be good enough to teach other women how to do that right yep yeah like and, we have to, don't we do that as women we're like we have to be perfect right we right. have to in ourselves like we have it all together i've got it all figured out and certainly if you're going to be out online as a coach teaching other people you better have your stuff together and yeah. but i decided that's not really what women need like we need authenticity we need people that are real like if i'm if i i i have lost 30 pounds and i have done a lot of major major shifts in my life and my mindset so hey if we're all walking this journey and i'm like half a mile ahead of you great i'll show you the way to get to where i am and by the time you get here then i should be another half mile ahead and then you know i can keep showing you the way and that's more how i'm approaching what i'm doing now we're all in it together, really. Exactly. But I also love the other statement that you said to me too, Carla, was like, first, you just have to be so happy with the skin you're in. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, you really, you have to learn to love yourself before you can really think about shedding that weight or because that's just really like a, a external thing, but really... Mm-hmm. It begins with the internal process, right? And so when you said you got to be so good with the skin you're in, and then really the weight releases itself because you released maybe something that you're holding on to, that unforgiveness to somebody or, or some anger or resentment. And, you know, once you release that, other things get released from you as well, right? It's so true. It's so true because see, we don't realize there's such an emotional connection. And I think, um, for all those years that I was dieting, I wasn't dealing with what was really going on inside of me. I was just looking for the next plan, the plan that's going to work. Oh, okay. I lost 80 pounds by counting calories before. So I'm going to do that now. And then it didn't work. No, of course there's physical reasons why we know it's, little different losing weight when you're 35 than when you're 20 you know it's it takes a little more time but there were a lot of there was a lot of emotional stuff that i was carrying and over the last few years i have been trained in um some different techniques of releasing emotions from the body and i've really learned that there is a huge connection there if you're carrying a lot of trauma or carrying a lot of emotion and particularly forgiveness of others, but also of yourself, which comes back to the loving yourself thing, it's going to be incredibly difficult for you to release that weight. Um, And like, like you mentioned, Alice, this whole idea of loving ourselves, like there is no way that the Carla of five years ago could be doing this. 
I, I couldn't even, when I went back to try to find before pictures of myself, it was difficult to find them because I was never in front of the camera. I mean, literally never. I hid from the camera as much as possible. Tons of pictures of my children, almost none of me. Wow. But once I started to learn how to love and appreciate who I am for who I am and not for how I look, then I was able to be comfortable in front of the camera. And now, like, it's fun. You know, it's like, oh, here I am, you know, and yeah, hey, there's bags under my eyes and there's wrinklies up here and oh, look, my arm's a little, you know, got a little extra going on here, but that's okay. You know, it's okay. You're so beautiful, Carla. Oh, thank you so much. And your spirit is just so pure. I always believe, you know, like your your vibe attracts your tribe. I knew that you were a Christian, the immediate connection on online, and that, you know, if you're not connected to somebody, it's going to repel somebody, right? So right. I yeah. knew immediately what a genuine person you were, but... I also want you to tell our audience also that a, a amazing thing that you did as well. Which one? The triathlon. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so which amazing thing? I've done so many amazing things. <laughs> you can have a self-love here. You can have <laughs> like, If you just tell me to try to run a 5K like that like no way <laughs> yes yeah. yes so that was me totally maybe some of your um some of your women can relate to this some people in your audience like i was that that woman that i'd be driving my car down the street and then i'd see this skinny mini lady go running by you know she's jogging and her little ponytails bouncing and and i would just watch her and think I, I want that to be me. Like, I, I want to be able to be a runner, but I hate running. <laughs> I, I, I didn't understand how, you know, I could want to be that, and yet I hate running. And I, I used to hate running, and that was me then. And I would I would try. I'd go out and be like, okay, I'm going to walk, or I'm going to try to run, and I would try. And then, you know, after 50 yards, I'm, <sighs> can't breathe, and it's hard, and I hate running. Why am I doing this? I hate running. <laughs> but I had a friend um, in 2010 I moved into this home and she was my next door neighbor great lady I'm so glad I got to live next to her her name is Lillian and she introduced me to the concept of larger women running I thought like I didn't feel like I fit in that crowd right well she had lost over at that point I think it was like 70 pounds she's now since then she's over 100 she looks amazing um, but she did uh, a Disney half marathon like it's called the Disney princess half marathon it's geared toward women and she had done that and a friend of hers had helped her do it and she was still like she was my size at the time that we're talking and I was I think she started at like I didn't even, like 300 and something pounds and she had lost weight down to where she was my size and she's telling me how she ran this half marathon and I just thought I didn't know ladies our size could do that like I didn't even know that was possible and so that put the idea in my head I didn't get there until 2017 but the idea was there the whole time and finally at the beginning of 2016 I decided you know what I'm gonna do that I have an entire year till 
February of 2017. I could do it. If I took a whole year and I worked up to it, I know I could do it. And so that's what I did. I gave myself an entire year and I just kept adding mileage. So I started out walking a mile, you know, and then walking two miles and jogging a little more. Before you knew it, I was doing these longer races. Oh, somebody said they part of the race. It is a lot of fun. You should totally do it. I was actually <laughs> this coming February, and I was so bummed because I went to register, and I didn't make it on time. Like, it sold out while I was in the shopping cart. I was like, sad. Anyway, uh, it's a great race. It's wonderful. So, yeah, so that's where I started, and then I ended up doing three or four more half marathons after that. And then the other thing that I've always wanted to do, not always, since 2000, I got this idea of I want to do a triathlon in the year 2000. Well, I finally did it in 2019. After doing the half marathons, I was like, triathlons only, the distance I was going to do, um, it's a um, 700 meter swim and a 10 mile bike ride and a three mile run. And I thought, Three miles, like that's nothing. I did 13. I'm like, that's just a little baby run. That's like a training run. That's nothing. And riding a bike, I mean, I love to ride my bike as a kid. I can ride a bike, please. Like I can ride a bike and I like swimming. So like, what's the problem? I can do this. When I, whenever I would think about a triathlon before, like before 2016, it was always the running that got me. I was like, I can't run, I can't run, I can't run. So once I got through that, I was like, I can do it. So I did. Last year, again, I gave myself six months. Triathlons are in the summer, right, when you can swim in a lake and it's not cold. And um, so I started in January and I started training. And listen, I was slow. I'm not going to lie to you. I was slow. But I crossed the finish line and I have the medal. That's all I care about. It was great. That's amazing because what does that teach all of us right here is what the mind believes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's always mind over matter. Totally. Totally it is. Totally. Yeah. And, and so as we're wrapping this up, I just love you, Carla. Like I could talk yeah. to you about last week. <laughs> But, you know, what I would love for you to leave our women with is, and and as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, because you're saying larger size women, who are like the top models right now? They're the bigger size models. Who, who would have thought that? Okay, so somebody broke that barrier when they saw like a little Twiggy and they didn't fit that model either, right? But right. somebody came across and is like, I am beautiful. I am good in the skin I am in, and I can do that too. Yes. Right? So we as women are so powerful for each other. And that's why I love you so much, Carla, because you just empower so many women just because you are a certain size. Where is it in the Bible that says we're supposed to be a certain size? It's not in there. I've read it cover to cover a few times. <laughs> Not there, but what God commands us to do is to always forgive. And for one, Mary never carry the burden of worrying or anxiety or any of that. So when we release that, then that's what is released from us. So I would love for you to leave them with just, you know, um, a motto 
that if they are walking right now, not sure of what God has put them here on this earth for, mm. what is your biggest thought to leave them with? I would say it's be kind and patient with yourself. I think as women, we are so hard on ourselves. And if you're still trying to determine your path or where God is taking you, you know, what does God say? He says, love is patient and love is kind. And if we are not sure yet where we're going, that's okay. You know, he looks at us as his daughters. We wouldn't look at our like my, my daughter who is 17 going into her senior year, she doesn't know what she wants to do in college yet. And I tell her, that's okay. Like you don't have to know right now at 17 what you're going to do with her. How many of us knew at 17 what we would be doing at 50? Well, how many of us know? Yeah, I know. I, I'm still figuring out what I want to be when I grow up. So I just think we, we, we're so hard on ourselves. And sometimes God just needs to walk us through a few things before the the next step becomes clear. So just being kind and patient with ourselves. I, think it's I, I love that. I love that so much. Thank you so much, Carla, for Thank being here. Thank you for having me. This was great. Oh, I love you. Thank you for being here with our audience. And if you have not subscribed to the podcast, please hit the subscribe button. And we come to you every single week with some kind of inspiration, motivation, something that you can apply to your life right now. So we hope you have a good day and we will see you next time on the podcast. Bye Thank guys. you so much, Alice. Bye.